You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to The Movie Show. What is up? Hey, how's it going? This is The Movie Show. Right here on Active FM. I'm Sash. My name's Ryan. And we are continuing with our Matt Damon Marathon slash Born Trilogy. Not Trilogy. Born Franchise. Yes. We're doing like a double um, marathon here. That's what it is. It's a double marathon. Because we're doing a Matt Damon Marathon. Right. And we're doing a Born Franchise Marathon. Yes. This is gangster. We are gay. <laughs> we have double indentment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so we are doing The Bourne Supremacy, which is the second film in the Bourne franchise. So that was made in 2004. It's actually slightly shorter than the first film. Yep. The first film was one hour, 56, seven minutes. This one is one hour, 48 minutes. Oh. Yeah, still an action thriller. Mm. But the director has changed. It is no longer the Doug Lehman that mm. is doing it. It is now Paul Greengrass. <laughs> you know, every time they mention his name, I'm like... Hmm? <laughs> Green grass do, do a good job. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I know there was a lot green of green grass. grass in the movie, but there really wasn't a lot mm. of green grass in the movie, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. Okay. And then the cast, um, it was sort of the same. So obviously Matt Damon reprises his role. Yeah. You have Julia Stiles who reprises her role. Um, you have Frank. Oh yes, you have Franca Potenta. I think that's still. I still don't know how you pronounce her surname. She reprised her role. And then you have a new character who was Pamela Landy, and that's played by Joanne Allen. And then was Carl Urban in the first one? No, that's that he he was that hectic Russian dude that was just like out to kill everyone. Oh no, he wasn't in the first one, right? I don't yeah. think so. Then Brian Cox um, obviously reprises his role, yep. and yeah, there was other people that that came. Mm. Oh, and you know what was interesting? Um, Michelle Monaghan. Plays Kim, but I don't know if you recognize Doreen. She's she's the chick. She's the love interest in Mission Impossible. Yeah. But it was quite interesting because now she's just got like one of those back agents, like like very small role. Yeah, I was. It was like, oh look, look who it is. So now we know what she was doing in her spare time there when she go. wasn't with um, Ethan Hunt. Which makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, in your opinion, which did you prefer more? The first one, the second one, or was it like a building block for you? Or what are, you, what are your thoughts? The thing is that uh, I enjoyed this film because of the first one. Because the first one was like a character building kind of thing. Yeah, set up the story. Where this one was not the same as the first one because this one was more like, now we see exactly who Jason Bourne is. Like the, the, the assassin dude. Oh, I get what you're saying. We see like the assassin guy. Yeah. I suppose it's all... Can I just say, I knew I knew the chick was going to die. Really? Like when it started, I was I just was like... I was shocked. No. I'm like, what? No, wait. I don't huh? know why. I was just like, she's going to she's gonna die. Like, I'm she's, like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you letting her go? Just... No, yes, and then the huh? way the way he just like let her... But she, she probably... Yeah, she was dead. He's just hanging. She really was he's, dead. It's just like... In the water. <laughs> but she was dead, right? I know, but... You know, when you love someone, you ah, like you pull them out of the pull them yeah, out, yeah. and you, ah, you know, creative, and you're like, come on, creative differences. <laughs> come on. 
And that's, then someone needs to come and be like, very Jason, it's fine. Who's this someone going to be? He doesn't know anyone. <laughs> no. Why? But it wasn't. It was just bloop. Yeah. And then she like slowly like. But, but, but it was away. quick and it was so sudden. Like, I, I knew she was gonna die. I don't know why. I just had. The, I was just like, this chick ain't gonna make it to the fifth one. She's not. I, she's. She is not. I, I, I almost get a feeling that the other director didn't want to kill her off, and so Mr. Grass was like, was like, don't worry, I'll do the job. Because I mean, like within the first like ten minutes, yeah, wah, yeah, it was done. So sad. It's like okay, now that we got I her honestly, out the way. I honestly hate it though because I feel like it is a um, cliche in this type of film genre. I must be quite so honest. S- so soon though. No, it's at, at, you know, Ryan. You haven't watched the. Think of the way the last one ended. Like it, like like him and her getting back together. Was this like? You know why I'm yeah. not shocked because there's a recent film that just did it as well, and it freaked <laughs> me out. Gone. That's it. You like. Huh? But it was good though Because I like that Because like I said um, No I think it's a cliche Because I was watching Okay I'm not going to spoil it But there's a recent movie Because Ryan hasn't watched it yet There's a recent movie That came out And also the chick was in But she wasn't in like a, You know when You know when you can see By her screen time That they, they're not putting A lot of emphasis on her mm. And then I was just sitting there I'm like they're going to do it They're actually going to kill And they did it And I was so mad When they did it I was just like Because uh, they almost make it like for these for I understand the guys in a dangerous situation, but like, why do all the films have to be the same? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all of the films that have like it. Yeah. I was just I I was just so when it happened for me, I wasn't shocked. I was just like, mm, mm-hmm. I knew that was gonna happen. I wasn't expecting it. It's probably so because the, but it's probably because of the recent experience mm. I had with that other movie. I think uh, before then I would have been a little bit more. That recent movie mm. freaked me out. It literally freaked me out. Yeah. So, so you kind of had fear of yeah of, of, of what I'd already of main experienced. character love interest die. Yep. A phobia. Yep. <laughs> well, that's I, yeah. I, yeah. I think I do have that phobia. I'm right. There you go. If I yeah. Death of main character love interest a phobia. Oh. And Done. then after that, like all all that all that he loved and all that he knew, literally, all that he knew was gone. So now it was just like, okay, back to the dude that killed. But I everyone. liked his reaction though, because you could see, you know, it wasn't the oh no, come on, no, I. it was it, it was more the like like there was the Jason Bourne killer, not sure who he is, you know. Like this, like soldier kind of react. Like I just actually think it's his personality. He literally looked like 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 this lost child. Yeah, like the way he just chucked the stuff, unemotional because he's like soldier tough, but he's not sure he is. So it's no, like I disagree. Do you want to know why I disagree? Right? Why? So I'm going to tell you something that's crazy, right? Because he was the only Are person that he met. No. Are you ready for this? So I don't know if you've ever heard of six. You have, because I told you about it. But for the, the listeners, there's a thing called 16 personalities, right? So yeah. when you do the test, they'll tell you your personality. And then what they'll do is they'll tell you like famous people or like historic people who had the same personality as you. But sometimes uh. what they do is they include characters from films because obviously like the character is playing a All certain right. personality. Yeah. I have the same personality as Jason Bourne, Ooh. which is very weird. Not Matt Damon, Jason Bourne, Not right? Not Matt Damon, Jason Bourne, Ooh. yeah. But now what I'm saying that is that with my personality, there is a, a certain level. I'm moving away from <laughs> <laughs> This is crazy. Wow. Jason Bo <laughs> or Jessica Bo. <laughs> so with my personality, there's a certain level of 
lack of emotion to me. Sorry for all our listeners. I, I was moving my chair. Yeah, he was literally slowly but surely away. away. Sorry, do continue. So there's a certain level of lack of emotion to me, right? Even in like traumatic circumstances, like something happens and I almost go into freeze mode where I don't react immediately, and then like a few weeks later it hits me, type of thing. So I don't even think it was the whole soldier element. I just think that was his personality. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like mm. that, like. I don't think I'd be that person that's like, please, please. I don't see myself doing that. That's why he let her go in the water. Because he was just like, oh, she's dead. No, no. Oh, it's not insensitive. He wasn't being insensitive. It's just there's a disconnect with his emotion. He's not emotionally inclined. Exactly. And he's logically inclined. Exactly. And someone who was very emotional in that point would have done what they would have. Even though. Even though. It didn't make sense. Even though it didn't make sense to continue. Someone under extreme a lot of emotion would have pulled that out and would have. Yeah. Tried all they can, and that probably would have blown his cup because he ended up. So so he was being. Yeah. Makes it. But still, I, I like the tough guy. I like it. It's really cool. And then he like just got really me, and then everything happened after that. I was just like, "This guy's the boss." I must be honest with mm. this film. I enjoyed the first one. With this one, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one, and I kind of felt like they were just like um, tying up loose ends. So you know, how, like the first one left like a couple of things open, yeah. but then I did find um, I did find this out, and I was like, "This is probably why." I felt like that. So this film was made with no intention of making a third movie after this one. In fact, the final scene was meant to be the Bourne character um, where he gets some closure and probably properly ends the series. And when it was green, when, when the Bourne ultimatum, which was made in 2007, that's the third one, when that was greenlit, the writers had to write the story around this epilogue. And also, the original ending actually changed. So the original ending of this one was he just goes to Nesky's daughter and apologizes. And following previews, which found the ending too bleak, the New York postscript scene where Bourne and Landy um, was shot... So, in other words, the last scene, the actual last scene now of the movie between Bourne and Landy, that they had to quickly shoot, and they shot it just weeks before the film's release in the summer of 2004. So, that was like a quick, like, "Um, hey, Matt, uh, can you quickly come in? We just need a day. We we just need you to stand on a... Yeah, that that was... But Mm. it kind of, it makes sense why I felt like... Have you seen the other ending? Which other ending? There's two endings. There's two endings. What was the other ending? Which ending did you see? I saw the one where he's on the rooftop speaking mm. to Landy. And I watched the ending where he was in the hospital bed. He's in a hospital bed? Oh, of course. He was shot, man. What happened? Well, not shot. He was... Pretty much what happened in your one. Just... Oh, he also phoned... Just... No, he didn't phone. She was there. She was there? Yeah. Landy was there. So what happened... Yes. So what happened this... And this was apparently the the ending for cinemas at World uh, in Germany. I don't oh, know okay. if it was specifically for there or that's where it was released, that ending. Don't know how... Because you said they shot before. But uh, he ended up... Um, it, it looked like it was the end for him. Oh, he Lying in the snow, then bleeding, just passing out. And it then it fades out. Then it fades back. And he's laying in a hospital bed, and there she is. And then, uh, Which, who's there? The, the what's her name? The 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 chick from the the, the chick that they've that's been trying to look for okay, him yes, and Landy, uncover Pamela everything. Landy, yes, yeah. that's it. And then um, he's like, "What do you want?" Because everybody wants everything. And then she she's eventually like, you know, they talk talk, and then she opens the file and says, "Don't you really want to know who you are?" 
And then he says the name and he's like, here's the file, everything that you want to know, there it is. She steps up, she walks out and he's in a sort of like a prison hospital oh, kind of okay, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, keep him locked up. Why don't I just give him a few minutes? And then as she's walking past, the, the woman coming in with a tray to serve him food walks in. And as she walks in, he's gone. And they're like, he's gone. And there's a window open and then the music plays. And then you see the, the, the shortage of New York and all of that stuff. So in my ending, you literally have. So he phones her, but he's, yeah. he's watching her um, through the window. And then she ta- she tries to like incentivize him to come in mm. by telling him his real name and where he was born. And I think the bir- his what was the name again? I can't remember. Was but it with a D? What I, feel like it was I can't remember, team. honestly. Damn it. But then he, he puts it. the phone down. Yes. No, he tells her she looks tired. That's it. So then she knows that. Yeah. And then she dramatically turns around, looks yeah. out the window. And yeah, that's and quite funny. I didn't know yeah. there were two endings. Yeah. Sure. But crazy. yeah, I personally, I'm looking for, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the third one hmm. because I feel like it's going to, I do feel like it's going to be better than the second one. The second one wasn't. It wasn't like terrible, but I just felt like it was almost like a like a a, a plane landing movie. Does that make sense? Like I honestly get I it look it didn't come across like there was going to be a third one when watching it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the only reason like we know that there's going to be a third one is obviously David, because it came David out. Webb. David Webb. Yeah. There we go. Jason Vaughn is actually David Webb. I actually found something. I love the action in this film. Yes. The I action l- in this film was insane. Yeah. The car chase scene. Mm. I have never seen a car chase scene like that. It was so realistic. Now, can I tell you something? Something else that I love about this film is that they use regular cars. Mm. Like usually you like there's this really hot Mustang, Ford Mustang and this. Porsche or this Lamborghini and this, but it's like very standard, like like like, yeah. like even the Jeep the that they were in. Taxi, in you yeah, check. yeah. Now I found this quite interesting. So I was doing research on because um, Jason Bourne. If you don't know, it's 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 a franchise that's known for its action. It's got very 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 good yeah. action in it, and it's actually inspired a lot of other Hollywood movies. However. So the the first one by Doug Lehman, if you watch it, um, the action has the usual Hollywood, especially not now, not really now, before this film came out, whenever there was a fight scene, Hollywood would go for like very wide angles. There would almost be like a clarity. You could kind of see everything that was happening because it kind of showed off the mastery of the the stunt um, coordinators or the actors themselves. Right. So you knew that like if an actor did action, they were like a proper action star because they were doing and you could see it mm. because obviously the the like it was a wide shot the camera wasn't really moving that much like it that that was yeah but jason Bourne changed that and there's a good element to it but there's also been a bad element to it but so so just looking at and it wasn't it wasn't doug that changed it it was mr paul Gra- greengrass that changed it so in a film you have what's called average shot length which is asl and basically that is how long a shot is on screen for before they cut to another shot right, right. so in the first movie the born identity your average shot length was 4 seconds so a shot would be on screen this is obviously averaging it out throughout the whole film it was four seconds long. In The Born Supremacy, which was the second film, the average shot length was 2.4 seconds. So that's, ho- that's basically half of wow. what the first film was. Mm. And by The Born Ultimatum, there were 3,200 shots in 105 minutes. Sure. Which means that 
the average shot length was two seconds. So in other words, shots were only on screen for two seconds. That's very short. That's actually one, two, change. One, mm. two, change. One, two, change. I mean, that's very, that is very short. Now, um, the reason that Mr. Paul Greengrass decided to do this is because he, he says when he, he, he wanted audiences not just to observe the film, but to experience the film. So even if you look at how he films it and stuff like that, you'll often cut to like a POV from Bourne's perspective and you see he'll like, the camera will do a, a, a certain sequence where you actually as the audience pick up what Jason Bourne is observing and then picking up. So instead of just watching the movie and having them tell you, oh, he just saw a footprint, which means that, you know, how normally, guys, I just found a footprint. Oh, the footprint looks silhouette, so it must have been yeah. for, that's observing a movie. Whereas mm. with, with this, you're more, you're more um, experiencing it with Bourne mm. and you're, you're like figuring it out as he figures it out. So, um, but also with like the action sequences, he, uh, he has a very like quick cutty, not cut, yeah, like quick, it's very like choppy. That's the, the right, the right term, mm-hmm. um, style to him. And even in the editing, um, so when they edited this film, they actually edited, edited it in a way that our consciousness and sensory perception works so how we gather bits of information to create a larger picture is actually how they edited this film so they didn't just edit it like an act a, a usual film would be edited they edited it in such a way that it almost speaks to our sensory perception mm. and then if you look at his action sequences because his action sequences is what has um really impacted a lot of films nowadays um it looks very choppy and chaotic, but if you look closely enough, you'll actually see that everything that he's pointing out serves a purpose. So I was watching, there was this one video where um, he's, it's, it's one of the later films, but he's riding a bike and he looks and then it does, it's a POV of like him just looking different places. But then what they actually did was they stopped it and said, here he looks and he sees there's no way out there. There he looks and he sees something. And then there he looks and he sees an opening to get oh, out. Yeah. So in, in, in a way, at first you would just think they were trying to make it all chaotic and, mm. you know, like, like, but it actually wasn't. They were actually just showing you how in that moment what he was actually thinking as a character in terms of, yeah. of getting out. Um, so... After this film came out, Hollywood adopted Grasswood style because fast-paced editing makes it easy to use visual trickery to turn anyone into an action star, which is so true. How many times have you watched a fight scene and the camera's moving so much you actually don't know who's winning? You don't know what they're doing. You just, yeah. Or where they go. And yeah, you don't know what's happening mm-hmm. until like then. And, and that's mm-hmm. a big problem with action in Hollywood today. And it actually, it sort of was picked up from this style of action however um what what the difference is is in other films so like taken is a very good example actually of this in in a film like taken every cut is usually there to hide something so they'll cut it just before the impact so you'll see the guy throw his fist and just before it hits his face it cuts to Mm. him so you actually miss Mm. the action you actually they're hiding it but now that's not what uh, greengrass did in um born Instead, if you watch a Jason Bourne movie, every impact is delivered in front of the camera. That's why it's so intense. That's why you're like watching it and you're like, ah, mm, 
no, because uh, you actually do see the impact. So he's yeah. not doing it to hide stuff. He instead, what he's aiming for is intensity. So the reason he has so many shaking cameras yeah. and like fast-paced cuts, mm. and it's not to hide anything. He's actually just uh, sacrificing clarity for intensity, which adds up with him wanting the audience to experience it and not observe it. So with his style, he got it right. The problem is then other directors went, watched it, tried to replicate his style, right. but they just used it as a method to basically hide out, you know, someone who actually can't fight or doesn't have any like action, whatever skills. Mm. And then could turn like any actor now into an action star. But one thing that he does do is he'll actually keep, if you watch his fight scenes, there's very close up shots, but he'll keep jumping to a wide and then he jumps back. So you, as an audience, you're you not disorientated. Follow, follow with him. Yes, you, you can make yeah. out exactly what is happening. Mm. Even though it's very crazy, you can still actually, yeah. you're not, you never get lost in, in like a fight scene, which a lot of, a lot of action movies, you do get lost in fight scenes. Yeah. Eventually, well, you're just like... I was going like, to say, I, 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 I hate it with, with fight scenes. It's just... Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. You're like, hmm? And then he's on the ground with a bloody nose and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, you have to wait till the end to what find happened? out who won. You're and just like waiting and you're like, oh, flip, he won. No! You just know that there's punches yeah. flying. And I mean, I, I would imagine that if I was someone who choreographed a, a fight scene and I watched something like that... I'd be like, I'd be offended. Like, hey, Mr. Director, sorry, can, can I just check with you? So I don't yeah. know if you notice, I do this cool yeah. like thing over here and, and I've noticed that you missed it. Can we just uh, stop is there moving the camera? Is there reason for it? You know, because I wanted to see that he tripped, that he tripped him and then he hit him in the head. That's why he's dizzy. And then, but then uh, when I started watching, when we started like specifically when we do older films, uh, then the camera's a bit more back. You mm. kind of get a sense of, okay, no, he's coming through the door. He gets hit from the back. He falls forward, almost pushing his head through the window. Then he launches back at the guy. Then they punch. Then they move over there. And then the, and then the fight, and then it's getting more chaotic because yeah. now it's in the bigger office and where it's mm. just... Do, 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 do. You see now, this, the, the, Bourne, the Bourne franchise is to blame for that but I'm not saying that in a bad way so it works with the Bourne, also, with the Bourne franchise it's what other directors yes. wanted the problem was other people went and took his style yeah. and did it wrong so that's the problem mm. he did it right he, he introduced something that actually wasn't known to so nowadays watching it we're used to it because I mean a, a lot of people have adopted that style um, when, when choreographing or, or um, editing or whatever filming fight scenes or action films like it's, it's a pretty we're pretty used to it now but like you said if you go back to older movies mm. that wasn't the case so he was kind yeah. of like the, the, the cause for that but he did it right the problem is other people have come along and picked up that style but they've used they it broke it yes they've used it for 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 hiding impact and that's not what it was meant for it was meant to mm. increase uh, to create intensity yeah so yeah i must be honest though i was i was so when i first watched it i was like sure this is very intense which is exactly what he was going for, I suppose. Yeah. So now, knowing that now, I'm like, okay, fine. I thought it was more just a, a stylistic choice for that time. Because I don't know, like in the early 2000s, like that, the, the style was pretty, mm. it was pretty like well known at that time. Um, like the cuts and the flashes and the, you know, like everything going crazy. So in my mind, I was like, I'm looking forward to seeing the more modern ones just to see like that die down a bit. But now I, it might not die down a bit because obviously um, Paul Greengrass was the, director for the rest of them so 
Yeah, but I am interested to see how he did it in a more modern way. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that is cool about the Bourne series is unlike um, James Bond and even Mission Impossible, all of the weapons that Jason Bourne uses actually exist. Where did he get the stuff from? Which stuff? Like, suddenly he's got some cool gadgets and stuff like that. Which gadgets? Oh, those things. Yeah. But they must exist because... Like, I know, but they, they just suddenly came out of it. Like, suddenly he's unlocking cars, he's jamming. But he did like, have that in the first car one. Because you remember at the end of the first one, um, when he was when he was um, going to to the... Um, what's that guy's name? I've got, the, I've got the character's name. But he still set all of the car alarms but where, off. Yeah. He was going to um, Ward Abbott's. I'm still wondering at what point I, I was just like, wait. Wasn't it in the... Because in the first he one, he had the, the safety deposit box and there was a whole lot I of stuff. I just saw cash. And he, no, there was other stuff in passports. there. Passports. There was passports, cash and Documents. guns and other stuff. It was like... Because he still kept the red bag with he him. He the time. guns. But remember, he is a, like a super well-trained like assassin slash like um, spy. Yeah. So like he would know... Like he would know technology. History, cr- it's part of his training. So maybe he created his own gadgets. Yeah, there we go. But like there's no like... You know how in... in uh, I don't know. In... in there's, there's like funny little like gadgets that they create for mm. for James Bond and even for Ethan Hunt. Like this is a a pen, but it actually is a <laughs> dot. A, I don't know what Poison else. Poison dot. Whereas with Jason Bourne, he literally will pick up an mm. actual pen, as in it's not. There's nothing else to it. It's a pen, people. Mm. Or he picked up the newspaper, or yeah. And True. then, funny piece of trivia. Jason Bourne does not smile once in this film. No, he doesn't. The only time you see him smiling is in that photograph. Mm. That's mm. it. Otherwise, he doesn't smile and once. He burnt no, he didn't burn it. Did he burn it? No, I didn't. I'm trying he to didn't, think. No, he didn't burn the photo. He picked it up. He looked yeah. at it. And then... And, and also, in this film, like, he hardly talks. Yeah, it's true. Like, hardly. Yeah, it's true. So, he had the less lines. At least he could focus on his... His action. The action was intense, though. And he does very well. Matt Damon yeah. does very, very well. Awesome. Because, remember, before this, he hadn't really done an action mm. film. This was kind of like his big break into like the whole action genre. Yeah. So, yeah. Which was very good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, the next one yeah. came out in 2007, which is three years so after this a, one came out. It was a two-year gap and then a three-year gap. Yeah. Which I, w- w- they obviously didn't expect to come out. So... Mm. Yeah, I actually want to see what other films came out in 2007, just so that we can get like a bearing on like style and Spider-Man Three came out in 2007. Oh, there you go. Um, what a- Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End came out in 2007. The Kingdom I haven't watched. 2007 sci-fi movies. Fantastic Four came out in 2007. Transformers Run came out. 2007 was a cool 2007. year, man. 2007. I Am Legend came out in 2007. Oh, remember Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino? Oh, yes. That came out in 2007. 2007 was a good year. It was a good year. So the next one is The Born Ultimatum. 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 And still directed by Greengrass. Did, did, did he direct the rest of them? I think he did direct the rest of them. All right. So we're on a good, uh, good start here. So, yeah. Sorry, Doug. Doug was kicked out of his role. Did other great films. He did do other great films. Exactly. If he only did Edge of Tomorrow, I would still say he's a good director. Like, literally, if that was the only film on his list, Mm. I'd still be like, good job! One hit wonder. Like, that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, for me, I... 
in in opinion, the first one does rank slightly higher for me than this one. But I think it's also because the story. I think I'm very story driven. It does build. Yeah, and more story. Yeah. Every year you just get cracking straight away. Yeah. Pa 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 pa. Yeah. In other words, you have to watch the first one to watch the Did second you, one. You would probably have enjoyed the action with this That's one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You see yeah. the assassin, yeah. Jason Bourne, come out in this one. Yeah. You're like, wow. That's I suppose cool. it's an important thing for character development as yeah. well, because like as a fra- in the franchise as a whole, then it, it's you've started the story, you've now gone deeper into that character of this is who he is, exactly. how he works, etc. And now we mm. can continue. Yeah. Yeah. So um, next week we shall continue with. Yep. The born the grass will franchise. Be, the grass will be green on the, the other side. The grass will be green on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So until next week. Cheers. Peace. Active FM, the Netflix of radio. But better.